It's Wednesday, February 12th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. So, big news today in Venezuela. Where, after fleeing the country, opposition leader Juan Guaido has returned. Guaido has spent the last few weeks jet-setting around the world, trying to shore up support against Venezuela's president, Nicolas Maduro. So, now that Guaido's back, does he have the support he needs? And how are Venezuelans responding? We're here to make your evening smarter. Let's skim this. Today's episode is brought to you by H&R Block Tax Pro Go, expert tax prep without the office visit. This was the scene yesterday when Juan Guaido landed at the airport in Venezuela after a long trip. He was back after a three-week world tour to try and rally international support. Guaido's supporters swarmed the airport to cheer on the man they say is Venezuela's rightful president. But also at the airport were protesters loyal to the current president, Nicolas Maduro, who chanted that Guaido was an assassin who was trying to steal power. We covered Venezuela a number of times last year, and particularly the story of Juan Guaido's fight for power. It started out like a classic hero's tale. In the span of just a few weeks in early 2019, Guaido went from being almost an unknown to the poster child of the Venezuelan opposition. More than 50 countries, including the US, recognized him as Venezuela's legitimate leader. And for a guy facing arrest or even death for trying to oppose Maduro, Momentum surprisingly seemed to be at his back. But a year later, Guaido is kind of back to where he started. Maduro's grip on power is as strong as ever, while Guaido's support within Venezuela and around the world may have capped out. So Guaido did what struggling politicians or washed-up musicians often do, and he hit the road. Doing that wasn't so easy. Guaido is technically banned from traveling, so he had to sneak out of Venezuela. He hasn't said how he pulled that off, but he hinted that his escape involved distracting Maduro's security forces. How crafty. It was a dramatic start to a trip that pretty quickly took on a Carmen Sandiego vibe. In the hopes of meeting all those world leaders who supported him last year, Guaido started popping up all over the place. He visited the UK for a fireside chat with Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Look, uh, we're absolutely delighted that Juan is here. He attended the fancy Davos meeting in the Swiss Alps. And he held a rally for thousands of supporters in Madrid. For a guy technically banned from traveling, Guaido was really racking up those airline miles. Remember, Guaido needs more than just gestures of support. Reporters back in Venezuela have noticed the population there is growing tired of protesting. When Guaido hit the scene last year, his call to remove Maduro from power was a breath of fresh air. But more than a year later, fatigue is setting in. And Guaido's grand tour of Europe didn't really hype people up as much as he hoped. The New York Times said he barely filled up half of an auditorium at Davos. And the question most people wanted to ask him was why his movement had failed. And despite crowds of people cheering him on in Madrid, the leader of Spain kind of snubbed him. Even after this big Euro trip intended to boost his star power, some commentators wondered if Guaido's support would just continue to dry up. So Guaido packed up his bags and tried to make a bigger splash in the US. Since January 2019, when he declared himself the rightful president of Venezuela, the Trump administration has really backed him up. 
VP Mike Pence said in a video message to Venezuelans at the time that the U.S. supports the fight against Maduro and in favor of Guaido. Estamos con ustedes. We are with you. We stand with you. And we will stay with you until democracy is restored and you reclaim your birthright of libertad. In the months after that message, the U.S. supported a pretty bold attempt by Guaido to overthrow Maduro in what looked like a coup. The U.S. also imposed sanctions to hurt Venezuela's economy. So when Guaido landed in the U.S. just over a week ago, he was given a hero's welcome. There was a massive rally supporting him in Miami. And then he popped up at one of the most televised U.S. government events, Trump's State of the Union address. And during the speech, Trump told Guaido, we're still with you. All Americans are united with the Venezuelan people in their righteous struggle for freedom. Thank you very much, Mr. President. But like the trip to Europe, Guaido's visit to the U.S. has experts asking the same question. What exactly are countries going to do to help him? It's unclear what else the U.S. can do, especially since one of the most vocal critics of Maduro, former National Security Advisor John Bolton, has now left the Trump administration and is busy prepping for a book tour. And despite those U.S. sanctions on the Maduro government, Maduro is holding firm and his allies are sticking with him. Major world powers like Russia and China are also backing Maduro. So he's probably staying put. This time last year, there was a lot of hope, a lot of optimism that Maduro was going to fall any day now. Jeff Ramsey is an expert on Venezuela for a think tank called the Washington Office on Latin America. A year ago, he says people were excited about Guaido actually taking over and Venezuela getting a chance to rebuild. Now, not so much. And we're just not seeing that anymore. I think increasingly people are realizing that the day after is still very far away and that we need to focus on things that we can do as we get there. That's because there are multiple crises in Venezuela. The political one involving Guaido and a humanitarian one affecting Venezuelans across the country. But they're also kind of related. You see, the Venezuelan economy has largely collapsed. People can't reliably depend on access to food, and violence is rampant. And that's led to a refugee crisis in the region that's quickly becoming the largest and most underfunded crisis in recent history. More than 4.5 million Venezuelans have fled the country. That displacement is about to pass the Syrian refugee crisis. Like we said, this refugee problem has a lot to do with the Venezuelan government's decisions. Guaido says, I could help fix these problems. And a lot of countries kind of agree. But actually putting Guaido in a position to fix things seems really tough now. And some people say, we need to help out these refugees in the meantime. Classic Catch-22, with Guaido stuck somewhere in the middle. So what's the skim? For much of 2019, Venezuelan opposition leader Juan Guaido looked like he was going places. With Venezuela's economy in ruins and President Nicolas Maduro clinging tight to his power, Guaido offered the promise of change. But a year later, Guaido's movement might be losing steam, and his political foes are as strong as ever. And now, even countries that were on his side last year look like they might be running out of ways to help him, especially as the worsening Venezuelan refugee crisis becomes a more pressing concern. Coming up, how one entrepreneur uses the power of storytelling to reflect on big life decisions after the break. Have you filed your taxes yet? If not, don't panic. H&R Block is here to help. 
H&R Block's TaxPro Go is the easiest way to have an expert do your taxes for you. Upload your tax docs and H&R Block will match you with a tax pro who fits your needs. Then your tax pro does the hard work so you can get back to doing whatever you want. To learn more, go to hrblock.com skim. That's hrblock.com s-k-i-m-m. It's better with Block. Before we go, we wanted to tell you about the latest episode from our other podcast, Skimmed from the Couch. This week, Carly and Danielle sat down with author and entrepreneur Erica Williams-Simon. Erica talked to us about why, in her 20s, she abruptly left a promising career as a political strategist so she could help other young people figure out their life stories. She wrote a whole book on the topic. It's called You Deserve the Truth. And on this week's episode of Skim from the Couch, Erica shared her big life skill for other people who might be facing the same crossroads early in their career. If I was going to pick one career skill, I would tell people, it's the art of crafting your story. And I don't mean that in like the abstract sense, like your life journey. I mean, literally, what is the story? How do you tell A to Z what has happened in your life? And people don't recognize their power to do that. You assume that you have these pieces. I have this job, I have this consulting gig, I have this gap, and I just have to present the pieces to someone and let them put them together however they want. No, you decide how you string them together. That episode of Skin from the Couch is available now on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And that's all for Skim This. Thanks again for listening and be sure to hit subscribe and rate and review us online. If you want to add the skim to your morning routine, sign up for our free newsletter, The Daily Skim, right on our website at theskim.com. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox. 